Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Just like that, it's over, and that's how it ended? Crazy. A college football season comes to an end with a completely and utterly lopsided and lackluster national championship last night. So, on that note, we're going to talk nothing but basketball here on Nuanas Now today here on your Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. First time we've been on the air on a Tuesday with a traditional, quote-unquote traditional, Tuesday show. Some of your favorites, like the Treasure State Stars, some Tagliari Tuesday. First time we've done this since December 20th. So uh, it's been a while. We've missed yet. We're back uh, at it in the full swing of things here in 2023, and uh, happy to be here with you uh, on your Tuesday. We're also back on the tube, which makes me very happy. Uh, so thanks so much if you're watching uh, in on SWX Montana Television. And... Uh, if you ever want to change formats or you just want to check out our new ESPN MT app, please do so. Great way to follow along uh, here on this show, both live and archived, as well as uh, Grizz Hockey. We'll have some Grizz Hockey uh, chatter coming up tomorrow and uh, Grizz Hockey back in the fold next week. So look forward uh, to that. we got a bunch to get to today. First of all, it's been a crazy day uh, with a lot of different moving parts. There's been a lot of big news coming out uh, in recent days. And uh, so we've been on the grind here at ESPN as well as uh, Skyline Sports, but it feels good to be back in it and uh, feels good to be sort of switching fully into basketball mode. Riley Corcoran, our great friend, voice of the Grizz, it's been, wow, we, we couldn't even remember. It's been more than a month since Riley's been on the uh, radio here with us because he's been on the road like crazy. To, I, I, so, I, I tell you, the, uh, the play-by-play guys for the universities that are football and men's basketball – when that crossover season is in full swing in November and December, man, those guys go hard. They grind so hard. So many airplanes. I can't believe it. I got mad respect for them, and I always appreciate Riley and Keaton Gologli over there at Montana State as well for making time in their busy schedule. So caught up with Riley earlier today. I will play that for you here in just a little while. Treasure State Stars, some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. We'll do that at 4.30. We also are going to keep doing our history lessons. I had a 2022 goal to get through my copyright 1954 100 Greatest Sports Heroes book. We almost did it. Uh, We got about 20 pages left. Uh, So we're going to finish that up here early in the new year. It's just fun to retrospectively remember and see who we do and don't remember. And uh, it's always good to just get a a reflection on, uh, you you know, the, the... 
the past that's multiple generations in the past. I think it's uh, important to think about that stuff, remember that stuff. And it's just fun. It's just interesting and fun uh, to catch up with some of these old athletes in this awesome book that's uh, now almost 70 years old. Hour number two, fun second hour for the first time this year. I've been trying to catch up with these two guys, but I mean, sometimes it just the non conference is killer, especially for men's basketball coaches, especially for the Cats and the Grizz, because they can hardly get any home games. And so they're on the road just exhaustively. And uh, so for the first time this year, this calendar year, but also this basketball season, on the same day, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach, he'll join us live right at the top of the five o'clock hour. And then shortly after that, we'll hear from Travis Takir. I caught up with Coach Takir. Uh, down on the University of Montana campus earlier today. Uh, good to see Coach, and uh, good to talk some hoops with him. And uh, so we'll have both of the uh, the figureheads for the Division One basketball programs here in the state of Montana. And then we'll also talk some Big Sky Conference men and women's hoops, and we'll also hear a little bit from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. Had some bits yesterday, but we got caught up talking about some of the breaking news. That's your show outlook presented by Britt Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? You always can, 1029ESPN.com. And you can also use that ESPN MT app. And if you want to talk to me, you want to call me, you want to text me, you want to just be involved with it, you want feedback, anything, 406 888 1029, that's 888-1029. Remember that, about 445, we got free Taglieri Deli. Happy to have Tag back in the fold with us here. And uh, they got a new location. It's going to be just uh, right up the way here. It's going to be over there uh, in the Sawmill District, so it should be really fun uh, to have another Tag in town. And uh, excited for those guys to partner with us. We got $25 courtesy of Taglieri Deli coming up for you here uh, in a little while. Like I mentioned, it's been a wild day. Here's, first of all, uh, the way I know that uh, I'm getting old. I've been going to bed earlier. Uh, had the fellas over last night. Uh, Andrew, obviously, Andrew Houghton, our producer, he lives with me. Uh, but Jeff, our other guy behind the glass, Jeff Safford, voice of uh, Missoula Paddleheads and uh, Grizz Hockey, he came over to watch what was a game that really wasn't worth watching. We basically just talked about other sports in the whole second half because it was just an absolute boat race. Georgia 65, TCU 7, uh, and I don't even know if it was that close. There was no contest in this game. It was so very clear that, seriously, probably more than a dozen, if not even close to two dozen of the best players in this game all played on Georgia. There's a couple standout guys for TCU for sure, but just how far apart uh, TCU was from the Bulldogs was, was startling. And, you know, as Andrew said, it made Ohio State look really good. The fact that Ohio State did challenge Georgia, took them down the wire. I had a field goal at the buzzer that uh, they didn't make. But, I mean, it just goes back to my point that it's uh, it's it's the top of the SEC, and right now the top of the SEC and the top of the United States of America is the Georgia Bulldogs. But Alabama right there, LSU right there. It's the top of the SEC, Ohio State, and then everybody else. There is, it's not really particularly close either. And I don't know how that's ever going to change with the amount of money that's coming out of the SEC, the amount of money that those universities are pouring into their football programs. When we were looking it up last night, I mean, Nick Saban makes $11.7 million a year. He's likely the highest paid public employee in the entire southeastern United States. 
that's how big football is there. So I, I don't know how we ever close that gap, but we'll save that conversation. I don't know how anybody ever closes the gap on Georgia, I should say. We'll save that conversation for another day. But after the game, uh, it was lackluster, and uh, so I turned in early and uh, about to go to bed about 10.30, and I had heard uh, on Sunday that there was going to be some movement on the Montana State coaching staff, and uh, so I did a little bit of digging, but I hadn't had time to put the story together. And then at 10.30, I get the tweet, and uh, the story's out there. And Ashley Washburn, MTN Sports, she breaks that Brian Armstrong is headed to Fresno State. He's been Montana State's offensive line coach for the last seven years, and uh, he's headed to join Jeff Tedford's staff there uh, in the Mountain West. So that uh, news, I I only was able to get it out on Twitter last night, but woke up early this morning uh, to pound out a couple hundred words on, on Armstrong to Fresno State. And uh, that began then what was a pretty crazy day. It was a fun day, and we got a whole bunch of content coming up for you. Uh, after I got the Army story out there, went and hit a workout class real quick, and then we had interviews down the line with Paul Wolf, the uh, now new head coach for the Cal Poly Mustangs. Also heard from Eric Duff, Weber State head men's basketball coach. Play that one for you on Thursday uh, during the 5 o'clock hour. Weber State in town to play Montana. Caught up with Coach DeCure, and as well as Anand Moody, who's a uh, – and we actually aren't sure what he is eligibility-wise. He and I were talking about that earlier today, but he's a upperclassman, we'll say, guard at the University of Montana, a Southern Utah transfer. He's our Grizz star of the week, so we'll play that one tomorrow. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, coming up uh, here in just a couple minutes. And then I also caught up with Brooks Nuanez, uh, SkylineSportsMT.com, and our NFL go-to guy when it comes to uh, analyzing the NFL betting line. So we'll play that one for you. On Thursday, we also have some other stuff to tease. Andrew's been on the phones as well. He's got a couple interviews coming up. I'll let him tell you about those here in just a minute. And we also got Sam Bidlack, the new Grizz quarterback. He and I will chat on Thursday morning, and we'll play that one for you on Friday afternoon. So that's all to say. It was a busy day. It was a fun day. I got a ton of interviews done, and we will roll those out both here, Nuanas Now, as well as the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. Uh, throughout uh, the rest of this week. So very much look forward to that. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. One last thing before we get into our conversation with Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz. I I really was struck by this graphic that I saw on Twitter just chronicling all of the um, quarterbacks in the AFC right now. You go down the list of the top of the seven playoff teams in the AFC. You got the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, future Hall of Famer. You got Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I don't know if he's a future Hall of Famer yet, but he certainly uh, challenged Mahomes for the throne of the AFC the last couple of years, and that in itself is a an impressive task. You know, Justin Herbert there with the Chargers, um, Trevor Lawrence there with uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, you know, just on down the line. Pretty amazing. The, the quarterback, I mean, Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, and. You know, Tua Tagovailoa, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the cream of the crop. Some of the best. I mean, I think I think that the seven guys I just named. I think you'd probably agree are in the top what, 10, 11, 12 quarterbacks in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, but arguably, several of the best ones in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, for my money, are three of my top five for sure, if not the top three at this exact moment in time. So that's, it's just striking to hear uh, just how. And just to see it, like in a, in a visual graphic that the NFL made, to see all seven of those guys and realize, wow, not only is that the current crop of quarterbacks in the AFC, all those guys are young. They all have unbelievably uh, 
bright futures ahead of them, despite all of the things they've already all accomplished. I mean, here's the best way I can say it. Stetson Bennett, who's the quarterback for Georgia last night, and was the outstanding player in, I think, three different college football playoff games, he is older than Justin Herbert. I mean, what kind of upside does this kid have? He's already one of the best throwers of the football in the entire NFL. And uh, I just think it's, it's, it's fun to think about not only the here and now and how competitive this playoff field is going to be this year, but also just the, the tremendous competition that's going to exist spurred on by the great quarterbacks that exist right now uh, in the AFC. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN uh, MT app. Caught up with one of our good buddies uh, earlier today. Look who I found. It's been a minute. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on Nuwana is now coming to you live, or I guess not live, but recording down at Dahlberg Arena. How you been, man? It's been a while. Uh, we were talking about that, culture. I think between the craziness of the end of football season and then crossover season with basketball, shoot, I see you look great. You got a new recorder. I mean, it, it's a new year, new you, but uh, it's good to be back on. Hopefully we get something started here through uh, Big Sky Conference play. It's in full swing. Well, uh, one question on the the football front. What did you think of just the sort of the way that it ended and, and how are you doing now crossing over into basketball season? We haven't talked to you since uh, the Grizz lost at North Dakota State. So what did you think of just the way this football season ended, particularly with finally, after a decade, North Dakota State, not the national champions? I, crazy how it all played out. And I think people that followed it all year like us kind of knew this was South Dakota State's year. And again, give credit, North Dakota State found a way to some somehow make it again. But South Dakota State was clearly number one to me. As far as with how the Grizzly season ended, I think disappointing. I think that would be the one word that, that comes to mind for me and, and all the Grizz fans that are listening out there as well to a team that had such high expectations, right? Number two in the middle of October and then to, to kind of see it finish the way it did. I do think the playoff win was awesome and then you look at it, you can look at that North Dakota State game a lot of different ways. I'd like to think Montana was within one in the middle of the third quarter. They have their starting quarterback. Things go their way. That could come off as excuses as well. All that being said, Montana wanted their shot at North Dakota State. Probably found out they still have a little bit of work to do to try and close that gap. It's crazy the way sports work, right? Because if you were to tell us August 1 that North Coast State wasn't going to be the national champion, we'd be like, well, that's crazy. And then as it sort of played out, it wasn't that surprising that NDSU didn't win at all. I think it was a, a testament to their program culture that they were able to to dispatch of Montana and Incarnate Word at home to get back to the national championship. But you could just see they're a good team. But they're not like the the juggernaut that they once were. No, I think that they were legitimately a top five team, right? But the fact that in the previous years during this run that it was them and everybody else, you knew it wasn't that kind of feel. And I still stand by it, Coulter, that if they had to leave Fargo, I think this would have been the year maybe they got knocked off. But with how everything happened, Incarnate Word, give them credit. What a run for Incarnate Word for them to finish three over four. That was interesting. Bobcat fans out there, I had the Cats number three in my final poll. A little bit surprised on that, but uh, it it was interesting just how it, it all finished out. Give South Dakota State a ton of credit. They deserved it. They were the best team year in, year out. I'm glad you survived your most recent trip. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, uh, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, these guys, uh, I think Co- Coach Cobb just filled me in. He said, uh, Chris Cobb, associate head coach for men's basketball, he said, we left Missoula before 9 a.m. and didn't get to Flagstaff till after 9.30 p.m. last weekend. So uh, that's not necessarily ideal. No, it's not. In this league now, I mean, you look at NAU Northern Colorado being travel partners. You have to do a flight and a drive to get to both of these spots. You throw in the effect, and I know the coaches didn't want to talk about it. The players didn't want to think that it had an effect. But then you're playing at altitude. So you oh. throw that in the effect. And I know that whoever has NAU on the, the flip side on 
on Saturday, they play a day game. So the fact you have to travel from Greeley, get there, quick turnaround, it's a tough trip. And I think the best part about it for the Montana schools is they got this one out of the way early. The rest of the trips are kind of okay. But we all know in this league, Coulter, it's, it's unique. It's quirky, not only from the travels, but just the style of play. And it's fun to uncover it each year. I'm curious kind of get your take on the rest of this league as well. Because to me, I think the gap has continued to be trimmed between the top of the league and the bottom. Yes, we still have contenders. And yes, we still have teams that are maybe looking towards next year. But at the same time, you cannot sleep on anyone in this league this year. What you run, how you run it, the fundamentals of everything, that's a part of every sport. But to me, basketball is the most important sport in terms of like continuity and chemistry. And that's why I think it's just completely TBD for every team in the league. Because every single roster is just half new, right? I mean, I just got off the phone with Eric Duff at Weber State. He said, hey, we had to bring in a whole bunch of freshmen, a whole bunch of new guys, uh, because that's just the kind of the way of the world. You look across the rosters, even Montana and Montana State actually have more stability than anybody else, yet they still have a whole bunch of new faces working their way in and so I think that in terms of the league I think that whoever can gel and start to come together in February and March, that's going to be what determines who wins this men's league. And you don't want to get off, and I, I shouldn't say this, I mean, you don't want to get off to a hot start. Everybody wants to win their games right away, but at the same time, it's going to be, you're right, who's gelling late February and March? You don't want to peak too early in this thing. And to go back on that returning starter point, 16 games now Grizzly, Grizzly basketball has had, and doing prep for all of this culture, there has been one team that has had more than three returning starters, and that was Northern Arizona. So it goes to show you every team, at least 50%, is new, trying to retool it every every year, every conference season. I think we're, we're starting to see the new identity of some conference teams, Idaho State being a surprise, Northern Colorado probably being a surprise on the flip side of it, of, of teams that can put it together teams that can't. Um, I think it's been interesting, too, to see the coaching cycle as well. The Grizzlies actually faced three coaches in the last two weeks that had just had or were playing or coaching in their 100th game, which means all of these newer coaches, now Travis Takir's been at the helm nine years, that's three different coaches that are in their fourth year. So you're start, starting to see the identity a little bit more, and um, we'll see how this conference race unpacks. Eastern Washington, they deserve to be the early favorite right now with the way they've come out of the gates. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, let's just go down the line of the Big Sky teams you've seen. What did you like about Eastern Washington? And that was a good game in Missoula. I think the Grizz have every reason to think that they let one slip away. They uh, they made some fatal errors down the stretch. The timeout, when there wasn't any timeouts, a couple of, uh, there was a couple calls that didn't go their way, whatever. But Eastern Washington sitting here in, uh, at the top of the league. I think that's a testament to David Riley's doing a good job. Uh, very, very good job. And, and to think what they did two days after what they did in Missoula proves oh. that it wasn't a fluke. You could sweep this road trip. I mean, how many teams have done that in the last five years, let alone the last, this year, when you could say Montana, Montana State supposed to be at the top of the league. So Eastern Washington, to me, was very impressive. I think the word would be complete. We, we just said there's a lot of teams that are incomplete right now. Eastern Washington's the most complete team I've seen. They have defined roles. They have a really good starting lineup. They have a ton of experience. But then, Coulter, the pieces that they've added to off of the bench, 6th, 7th, 8th men that are Big Sky Player of the Week capability. So I was really impressed with Eastern. And to go back on, yes, maybe Montana let one slip away, the Grizz have had the lead at half time in all four of their Big Sky games right now. So you throw that into the mix, too. goes to show you the margin for error is very small. And go to Eastern, I mean, they've needed two steel vendors, three-pointers to beat Montana State and Sacramento State. So margin for error is slim on both sides of it. 
Idaho seems like Isaac Jones, and uh, that's about it. Isaac Jones and the rest of their team, and I think that was on display against Sacramento State when Isaac Jones had 42 and the rest of their team had 41. Great individual talent. I don't want to knock Idaho by this next statement, but to me they're kind of the same team they were last year. Elite score. They had Mikey Dixon, right? And just trying to put it together where you can't overlook them because they have talent, but at the same time, they still seem to to be a, a couple missing pieces away from being a true contender in this league. NAU, one of the most perplexing teams in the league because they have great talent, and uh, I thought they looked good when they beat Montana last year, and then they didn't win another Big Sky game and the, until they beat Montana this year, which is crazy. Obviously, uh, they get up for the Grizz game, as a lot of teams do, but... Uh, I think that NAU, if they can continue to come, they might be a team that's dangerous in March. They're the team, in my eyes, that you're not going to want to see them on the other side of the bracket in Boise, where they're sitting at 7-8, and 9-10. And, and with this new format, the teams that are 7-10 through 10 are going to get to play a game and then get to try and upset number one and number two. I think NAU is going to fall in that category. When you return five starters and you return one of the most explosive scorers in the league, you're going to be dangerous. And that's what Northern Arizona has. Maybe that win against Montana can get them going a bit to where they can start believing in themselves. I think that's the one thing they're missing. And maybe to no fault of anyone on that that roster right now is do they believe they can win? Do they believe that they can be a contender in the big sky? Because they've only had you know two winning seasons in the last decade or so. So uh, NAU a team that, how about an incomplete grade right now? Because there's someone I want to see at the end of this month. Do they build momentum off the Montana win? Or do we really look back and say that was kind of a fluke? And last one in terms of the Big Sky teams we've seen so far against the Grizzlies. Uh, I am the president of the Bodie Hume Fan Club, and I feel vindicated because Northern Colorado has a lot back. they got a lot of explosive scorers back. They don't got the guy that makes the whole thing. He don't got the straw that stirs the drink, as they would say. I know Hume, he was only like eight points per game last year. It wasn't the 20 points per game he was his sophomore and junior year, but he did so much stuff you could just tell. He's the guy that moved the ball. He's the guy that orchestrated everything offensively and defensively. Beside that, though, I Northern Colorado looks like they might be a team that's been a top four team for a long time, 10 years in the Big Sky Conference. They might be towards the middle of the pack now. They are a mystery at this point because you just mentioned it from 2018 to 2020, the two winningest programs in this league were Montana and Northern Colorado. Epic matchups back and forth, and they had actually had the upper hand on the Grizz the last three years, but they're a team that's lost right now. And after their loss against Montana State Thursday, I know you talked about that on your show and watched that to where they just blitzed the Cats out of the gates to where Northern Colorado bench Koontz, Johnson, connect in the second half and kind of let their young guys go. Well, then against the Grizzlies, you're thinking, okay, this is a desperation mode. Preseason number two against number three. Loser of this game is really going to look in the mirror and say, we're in trouble. And Northern Colorado benches Dalen Koontz and benches Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson had started 105 straight games, and they bench him. And so they're lost. They're searching for answers right now. And now you're sitting at 0-4 with two of your next three weekends on the road. I don't know if Northern Colorado is going to be able to regain this, especially culture. They don't have much depth. They do have the top scorer in Dalton Connect. He's trying to play the role of Bodie Hume, but I'm with you. Bodie Hume was the glue, the straw that stirred the drink, the the guy that would get in there that would maybe talk a little smoke to the opposing team to say, hey, you're not going to walk all over Northern Colorado. So of all the teams I've seen, there's no question that the biggest surprise has been UNC, and I wonder if they're going to be able to to find their footing. They're also a dangerous team, right? If they do figure it out in February, you don't want to play them in Boise, but at the same time, they got a long ways to go, too. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The uh, Grizz men's basketball team are, is on the court, so that's what you're going to hear. The shoes squeaking and the guys uh, getting warmed up. 
Uh, Riley, I think that this team, in terms of the program evaluation, deserves credit because they got a lot better offensively. They can spread the, the ball uh, around a little bit more. They got some great shooters that have been good additions in Anand Moody and, and Deshaun Thomas, and uh, they just look like they're flowing better offensively. That said, I think they can still guard on the perimeter. They need to figure out a way to, to guard in the middle. I mean, it's the rim protection that's the missing link to me defensively. Good and bad things that you've said. Not bad, but but uh, things that you've liked and, and things that need improvement for the Montana team so far. I think to really document this Grizzly season, you have to break it up into two parts. What were they before December 1st, and what have they been after December 1st? Because in November... I think the coaching staff won't get mad at me for saying this. They were a bit of a mess. They were kind of all over the place. They, they didn't have the right lineups in place. Brandon Whitney was sick. and Moody was uh, becoming a father for the second time, and he was sick as well. So they didn't have their starting backcourt for a five-game stretch, really, with inconsistency, and that really showed on the floor. I think that this is a team that is still trying to find their identity a little bit. They can score better than any Grizzly team that we have seen since those back-to-back tournament teams, but maybe defensively, they've left a lot to be desired compared to the teams of the past where maybe Coach Takir's squads that struggled offensively, you knew they were going to lock in defensively and try and win games that way. This squad's been a little bit different to where you know they can put up 75 to 80 a game. It's fun to, to look at two different numbers to me each game, and that's the field goal percentage and the assist number. This team is so good when they're passing the ball and sharing it. You see that in different parts throughout the course of a Big Sky weekend. Consistency is the number one answer to me. These guys certainly have it. I think the the top seven that the Grizzlies have that you could make the argument that that's the best top seven in the league. Can they get everyone on the same page? Can they avoid foul trouble? And also right now, which is a crazy thing to say, can they stay healthy? Because they haven't been able to do it. Brandon Whitney, Lano Martin were a little bit sick last week too. So when this team's at full strength, they can beat anybody. But as of right now, they probably deserve to be sitting at two and two, uh, knowing that they have some big games coming up and they need to be at full strength to do it. I think just five games this entire season when they've had all of their, their, uh, Parts that they want to have into the rotation uh, available. Uh, last couple of things for you. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Weber State, always a big game. It's funny, though, because uh, this is year 17 for me, covering Big Sky Conference Hoops. The first time I've ever covered a Weber game without Randy Ray on the sidelines, right? My first Big Sky tournament when I was a sophomore in college. There's Coach Ray. I was even at Weber. And I, I remember driving down there. It was my first time ever covering a, a league tournament. And now... He's not there anymore. It's going to be crazy to see the sidelines without Weaver State, without Randy Ray. It will be so different. I so look forward to watching Randy Ray and Travis DeCure coach against each other. You, you know that both oh, yeah. of these these guys take immense pride in their programs from a former player in Travis that, that played and saw what Weaver State was able to do. Because that's the word, right? Banners, championships. That's what these two programs compete for. And it's, it's different from two Montana guys, right, that grew up in this state culture. It's always Montana, Montana State. But on the basketball side, it's always been Montana and Weber, and I think that's a, just an immense respect the programs have for each other. Uh, with no Coach Ray, they've been a little different. I know that everyone's going to say Weber's Weber, but they were a little bit of a mess in November trying to figure out Dylan Jones' bench for a game and just in kind of getting into the numbers, what surprised me, what do you think of Weber State normally? You think of points. They average over 80 a game. They space the floor. They're last in the league in scoring offense. So it, it will be a different kind of game. I watched a little bit of their loss to Idaho State where they only had 57 points. So I'm a bit intrigued. Dylan Jones, we know how special he is. The battle down low. You know they're going to have the Grizzlies' attention, but to not have Randy Ray and Travis Secure will will be different for guys like us that have been. You've covered it for a longer time than me in, in this league, but uh, Randy Ray's been a staple. There's a reason that he's at the top of nearly every list, and we'll see if the Grizzlies can uh, 
give Eric Duft a little bit of uh, initiation to this rivalry. It's also, there's always been the, the deep tie between the two programs because Randy Ray was with Stu Morrill for so long. And Stu Morrill, the guy that recruited Travis Takir to Montana once upon a time. So uh, the tie that binds. I mean, last thing for you then, to me, I mean, Jones is the best rebounder in the league by a long shot. He's one of the best rebounders in the country. And... Uh, that's something I think that uh, Montana needs to continue to try to shore up. So, I mean, where are we at with just the keys to this game against the Wildcats? Uh, rebounding is always number one, I think, for Montana right now because Eastern Washington exposed them. They understand they have to give consistent effort on the glass. Josh Bannon and Deshaun Thomas have proven Bannon's going to give you seven to eight boards a game. Thomas is going to give you five. Who else can rebound for Montana? You can't be just one and done all the time and allow those offensive rebounds. And I think that's where guys like Dylan Jones, right, the, the junkyard dog mentality to, to clean it up and put it into points. What I see for Montana, too, is turning defense into offense. They, they call this a double-bang culture, right, when they get a stop and then they can get a score. And when Montana does it, I've never seen a team that can build and fuel momentum off of that. So I think Montana just needs to start putting it together more. I thought 40 minutes, you know, that's the goal for this squad, to put 40 minutes together. They got close against Northern Colorado. It's probably 30, 32 minutes before they let UNC kind of get back to it late. So it's that constant striving for the perfect game. Montana's capable of it. Can they put it together here at home? You look at the stretch, culture, and we can do this. The team certainly can. Hopefully they're not listening to me right now. But this four-game stretch, massive for Montana to prove they're a contender. They've got Weber State and Idaho State at home. And then next week, at Eastern Washington, and then the Cats at home. Two and two, you're kind of thinking, okay, maybe the Grizz aren't contenders. Three and one, they're in the mix. Four and oh, maybe they're the favorite. So, very big four-game stretch. It'll be fun to chronicle here uh, in the next couple weeks. He's Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz. He'll join us as often as possible during this uh, basketball season. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Great to hear from the voice of the Grizz. Love talking hoops with Riley Corker. You can find all his great work on the Grizzly Radio Network, as well as on the Inside the Den podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot, one of our proud sponsors here across the gamut uh, here at ESPN Radio. Appreciate Blackfoot for all of their continued support of all the things we got going on. It's a Tuesday, so that means we have some of our top performances from the week that was Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Next, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. cool around here working at a radio company that has a variety of awesome 
radio stations. If you're new with us or you're unfamiliar or just getting caught up or you forgot or you, you already knew, well, you are listening right now to 1029 ESPN Radio here in Missoula. You're listening to Nuanez now. But also, we have three other sister stations. Just one notch up the dial each time you scan. There's a few mixed in there now, but that's uh, kind of how we, we planned it. 103.3 The Trail, Montana's Quality Rock. We talk about the trail a lot. Tommy Evans from The Trail comes on the show from time to time. In fact, he might come on today. I don't know. Sometimes he swings in on Tuesdays. Depends on if he's here or not. Uh, but the new show plays on The Trail, 103.3, between 6 and 7 on Tuesday nights. We also have the U, 104.5. And we also have Jack FM, 105.9. So right before I jumped in the show, I was making the, the uh, playlist about six minutes before we went on the air. And uh, I saw Aubrey, our program director over there at the U. I said, Ob, just tell me a, just a, a, an artist. And she said, Callie Uchich, I think is how you say her. Uchis, Callie Uchis. That's who you just heard. So, you know, we just kind of just went from that style and uh, maybe a little bit different genre of music than we usually play here today. This is going to be kind of more of a poppy type day here on your Tuesday. But, uh, I mean, it's my radio show, so that's what happens. Uh, we get to DJ... Uh, around the world. Welcome back. I hope you're having a great Tuesday uh, and you are allowed to listen to all of the uh, other Missoula Broadcasting Company stations, but you don't need to change it any higher than 105.9 or any lower than 102.9. It's just right there, right there for you. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to say so. Uh, How about uh, time for our Treasure State Stars? Treasure State Stars, some of the best individual performances from around uh, the state of Montana. We do this each Tuesday is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. If you're watching on TV and you see here uh, in the right-hand corner, I guess it would be on the television, the left-hand side of the TV, that's a custom bronze that uh, the owner of Missoula Broadcast Company, she has several of these sports bronzes. This one ended up in my office because of cleaning purposes. But it's also... Fitting because it is a uh, bronze of Bill Kohler, who's a Montana State great. Uh, he was the MVP of the Senior Bowl back in 1974, so almost 50 years ago. That caused Bill Kohler to become the first player ever out of the Big Sky Conference, and still to this day, one of only two players in Big Sky Conference history drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. The big defensive lineman then went on to play uh, 10 seasons in the NFL. They were mostly injury-marred years, yet he still made it a decade. And that sort of sparked a lifetime of football. He spent several years in the college ranks, coached to Illinois. But since uh, the beginning of the 1990s, the early 1990s, Bill Kohler has been a well-renowned, well-respected defensive line coach in the NFL. He coached for the Atlanta Falcons uh, under Jerry Glanville. He coached for quite some time uh, in Houston for the Texans, coached great players like Mario Williams, J.J. Watt, and Jadavion Clowney. And uh, then he coached the last eight seasons in Denver, famously helped Von Miller earn Super Bowl MVP honors, has coached a whole bunch of other great defensive players there uh, in Denver. He is certainly considered a guru when it comes to coaching defensive line play, and he himself was a phenomenal player, and it's cool that he has Montana ties. He's our first Treasure State Star of the Week because yesterday Bill Kohler, just a couple days after retiring from the NFL in all capacities as a coach now and an advisor, uh, he's done. He's going to not be a coach in, in football anymore. But he was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. So very cool. Congratulations to Coach Kohler. 
I had uh, what actually turned into a very lengthy and also really fun and, and interesting Zoom call with Coach Kohler this morning. Uh, he was kind enough to give us about half an hour, myself and a variety of other members of the Montana media. And uh, so we'll play uh, some pieces of that tomorrow on our ESPN roundtable. But our first Treasure State star, Bill Kohler, Montana State All-American, one of only four players in Bobcat history to have his number retired and now, as of yesterday, a college football Hall of Famer. Treasure State star number two. How about Carmen G. Feller? We'll talk some more about the Lady Grizz here in hour number two. But G. Feller, uh, she struggled with injuries so far here in her senior year. At least I believe it's her senior year. I thought she's already had a senior year, but now she's back for another senior year. Regardless, Carmen G. Feller, uh, one of the best players in the Big Sky Conference for the Montana Lady Grizz, and she had 24 points in Montana's 82-60 to win over Northern Colorado on Saturday here uh, in Missoula. Thursday star number three, Darius Brown the second. He's a Cal State Northridge transfer, starting point guard for the Montana State Bobcats, and uh, he came into MSU with big shoes to fill. Bobcats have had great point guard play over the last half a dozen years, some of the best point guard play in the Big Sky Conference. Harold Frey was a pro from day one, the freshman of the year in the league, and then a multiple-time uh, unanimous All-Big Sky selection. And he gave way to Xavier Bishop, who was the guy that Danny Sprinkle brought in as a uh, transfer from uh, Missouri-Kansas City. And uh, Bishop was an All-League player uh, last year for the Bobcats. And now Darius Brown, the latest transfer point guard for Danny Sprinkle. Uh, he carried the day uh, on Saturday as Montana State earned a 69-54 win over Northern Arizona in Flagstaff. Uh, but also Darius Brown scored 22 points in that game, and that put him over 1,000 for his career. So he was an all-league player at All-Big West selection at Cal State Northridge and uh, came to MSU and is thriving uh, for the Bobcats as well. So congratulations to Darius Brown on the milestone. Uh, he's our next Treasure State star. Treasure State star number four. How about Travis DeCure? Uh, he will join us here coming up at about 045, eh, more like half an hour here uh, on Nuanas Now. Travis DeCure, the ninth-year head coach for the Montana Grizzlies men's basketball team. And Coach DeCure led Montana to a 79-74 victory over Northern Colorado, which was Montana's 10th victory over UNC under Coach DeCure, which now then means that Travis DeCure has at least 10 victories over every team in the Big Sky Conference. He's been around now for close to a decade. Uh, he is like certainly one of the dons of the Big Sky Coaching League now with Randy Ray and Brian Katz both retired. I actually think about it, go through my head. Is Coach DeCure the, the most long-tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference? He's certainly more long-tenured than Danny Sprinkle, who will join us here in about 20 minutes. Uh, coach Sprinkle in his fourth season there at MSU. I'll, I'll, I'll ponder that, but I, I, I think I could say that Travis DeCure, longest-tenured coach, uh, in the Big Sky Conference. But uh, Coach DeCure, he'll join us coming up, but 10 wins against every team in the league. A testament to his longevity, also a testament to his success and uh, the job he's done here at Montana. Treasure State star number five. See, now this makes me happy. Sometimes I think in sports, athletes, especially when you're talking about the college level of sports, they get caught up in the level that they want to play at, and they... Um, maybe are in a little bit denial in terms of self-awareness of what level they could actually thrive at. And maybe in a little bit of denial at how good some of the other levels that aren't NCAA Division One. I'm specifically talking about basketball right now. But this is this happens across the sports. But it's really hard to go Division One in hoops if you grow up in Montana. O- only a couple kids every 
couple years get an opportunity. But also, the Frontier Conference is a flat, unbelievable basketball conference in both men's and women's basketball, particularly women's basketball. I mean, you look at the uh, the NAIA, NAIA, excuse me, national tournament, and several of the national contenders every year are from the Frontier Conference. I mean, Montana Western has a national championship recently. I mean, Carroll College has been in the Elite Eight of the NAIA tournament, tournament multiple times. So the Frontier League is really, really good. That's all to say, and this isn't to say anything about these two athletes' ability to play D1 because they both, I think, if they would have stuck around in Division One, could have become contributors. But it's fun to see them at an, a great level of basketball in the Frontier Conference and killing it. It's Caleb Belich of Montana Tech and Brindley Fitzgerald of Montana Western. Belich is a Manhattan Christian star. He started his career at Montana State. But he transferred to Tech. His dad was an all-time great player there. His dad then went on to become the head coach at Manhattan Christian, Jeff Belich. Jeff Belich, excuse me. And he's had a, a bunch of great uh, success there at the high school ranks, co- coaching both the boys and the girls. Brindley Fitzgerald, a Dillon High School product, she also started her career at Montana State, then transferred back home uh, to Dillon to play at Montana Western. Well, Belich, excuse me, and uh, Fitzgerald, they were this last week. The Frontier Conference Player of the Week in both men's and women's basketball. So cool to see them thriving and uh, you know um, flourishing in their new atmospheres. And uh, fun when you see the kids at the at the the best level for them for them to really show off their talents. And uh, I think that's what adds to the experience. And it's also cool when you got Montana made products playing uh, in Montana cities and uh, playing in front of Montana people. Uh, all good. So congratulations to Caleb Belich and Brindley Fitzgerald, the most recent Frontier Conference Players of the Week in men's and women's basketball. And then uh, finally, number six, young man that joined us twice last year, and uh, I'm sure I think we'll probably have him on again here pretty soon. It's Dougie Peoples. He was the MVP of the Class A state tournament this last year uh, here in Missoula. Peoples hit a step-back three at the buzzer to beat Lewistown to win the Class A state title, as storybook as it gets, ladies and gents. Also pretty crazy, though, because Dougie Peoples did that as a junior. Now he's a senior. He and the Butte Butte Central Maroons are, they were at least last week, number four in the Class A polls as the defending state champs. They played at Frenchtown this last weekend, and Dougie Peoples dropped 29 points to lead Butte Central past the Frenchtown Bronx. So big effort from Peoples. Uh, He'll certainly be one of the primary candidates this year for – top honors in Class A and maybe even Gatorade Player of the Year honors. He's going to put up a ton, a ton of points. And we look forward to catching up with him down the road. There you go. That's your Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. More history lessons next. Keep it right here. Duanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Nuwana is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. 
from the the kids that uh, Tyler the Creator is somebody that uh, I need to check out. Andrew's my resident hip-hop authority. Uh, I'm hearing that he's pretty good. Again, Aubrey, our program director at the U, she gave me some music suggestions for the day. No one is now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television. Uh, And that led me to Tyler the Creator. I'm hearing he's pretty sweet, though. I'm not a huge Tyler, the creator head culture. What I will say about him is that I think he's one of the, uh, probably one of the most unique voices in 2010s rap. And when you're talking about uh, where the decade has gone and sort of the trends in rap music in the 2010s, I think you're going to end up mentioning Tyler, the creator, a lot of the time, either as the the originator or even some of the endpoints of those trends. And uh, yeah, nice song. As I mentioned, Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app, one of the best places in Missoula, Taglieri Deli. They have awesome sandwiches, plus they have a great little Italian-style market that has great olive oil selection and um, some pastas, pasta sauces. I made some homemade macaroni and cheese the other night, and I used some noodles from Taglieri, and gosh... They were just so, so delicious. So you are definitely going to want to go down there and check it out, regardless of if you win our free gift card or not. But we have a gift card for you to tag every Tuesday, Tag Tuesday, 25 bucks to Tag the area. It's located there at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. They also have a new location coming down the pipe here uh, pretty soon. So we'll have more details on that. It looks like it's probably going to open sometime in February. So I have more details on that. But... Right now, the uh, the prime location is there at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. If you call us right now, call our number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 5. We got 25 bucks to Tagliari Delicatessen. We, if you've been following along, have been going through this 100 Greatest uh, Sports Heroes book, copyright 1954, and uh, it's a fun exercise. This is... Chapters about all sorts of who's who of sports in the first half of the 20th century. Amazing who we do remember. Amazing who we kind of remember. Amazing who we don't remember. If you're watching on TV, you probably saw me jolt across the room there for a minute. And that was to get one of my prized possessions. And that is this black and white picture of Tris Speaker. I have these three black and whites that I got at Pike's Place Market in this corner side hole-in-the-wall place. And they were selling all sorts of vintage posters and stuff. But these are the real deal. I mean, I actually would love to get these appraised and see what they're worth because I bet you they're worth a lot of money. Framed and uh, in this with the sweet um, description on the back. But I have three photos. One's of Honus Wagner. One's of Bob Feller. And this one I'm holding here is of Tris Speaker. He's our next history lesson. I'll give you the full deal here in a minute. But this photo, if you're watching on TV or the ESPN MT app, is from 1916. And uh, it, it reads on the back, 
Speaker was the greatest center fielder of his generation, yet the Red Sox sold him to Cleveland just before opening day in 1916 when he, when he refused to accept a 50% pay cut. In a famous portrait, the great eagle peers intently at Conlon's lens, his icy gaze betraying the bitterness he felt at leaving Boston, the city where he had become an institution. Tris responded to this shattering development by having one of his best years ever with his new team, the Cleveland Indians. Speaker batted 396 in 1916 to lead the American League in hitting, thus depriving Ty Cobb of a chance to win a mind-boggling 13th consecutive batting title. That is stupid. I can't even believe that Ty Cobb won 12 batting titles in a row. Between 1907 and 1919, only Speaker was ever able to surpass Cobb at the plate. So that's pretty cool. We'll see what we can find out here in our history lesson for today. Uh, any more than that, but Tris Speaker, between his time with the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians, the Great Eagle, one of the great center fielders in the history uh, of baseball. He played in the league for 22 years. Uh, he is one of the uh, or one of the first, excuse me, classes ele- inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He uh, hit 344 for his career, 3,515 hits, 793 doubles, 433 stolen bases, 1,146 walks, and uh, he also had major league records at the time, 35 assists as a center fielder in each 1909 and 1912. Who's running on this guy? If he's got that kind of arm, 35 assists from the outfield is just a stupid number. And here's probably the, the one that's uh, that makes me the most happy. Well, I guess two that are really, really ridiculous in terms of Tris Speaker's uh, unbelievable accomplishments. When he was 37 years old, he hit 389. That was in his last full season playing in Cleveland. And in his entire major league career, 22 seasons, Tris Speaker struck out 222 total times. Unbelievable. That's a good enough history lesson just for today. We'll come back to this a little later on. We got some pretty famous coaches coming up. Got a couple uh, maybe somewhat forgotten boxers. And we have... One of, the, one of the guys in this book I knew was going to be coming uh, that is certainly one I want to spend a little time on. Perhaps a tease for later. I don't know when, but a tease for later. Perhaps the greatest athlete of any of them in this book and perhaps the greatest overall athlete in American history. That will be coming next time, or maybe not next time, but sometime soon as we continue uh, to roll out our history lessons. Thanks to Taglieri for their continued sponsorship of Taglieri Tuesday. Go check out Tag for the sandwiches, for the fun uh, Italian-style market, and uh, keep on tuning in on Tuesdays for your opportunity to win Taglieri Deli. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. How about some hoops? We got Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball head coach, live right at the top of the hour. Then Travis DeKeer, Montana men's basketball coach, right after Coach Sprinks. And then we'll hear from Brian Holsinger, the head coach of the Lady Grizz, and we'll talk some women's hoops as well. All of that is next. Keep it right here. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. 
you deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills. So all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.